Hello, hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Christian Project, where we connect our faith to our fitness. First of all, I'd like to apologize. Uh, I didn't release an episode last week. That's because my parents came and visited uh, the Emirates where we're staying, and so it's been a little bit of a hectic week. Not only that, but I had bike races and uh, a lot of different things going on. So I'd like to apologize in advance for that. Well, not in advance, actually, in retrospect. Um, but number two, I'm I'm kind of recording this impromptu. This is probably one of the most impromptu setups I've ever done in my life. I have my phone in one hand and my microphone in the other. No laptop, nothing else, just my phone and microphone. So um, I apologize, but I wanted to get something out there just to kind of talk about what's going on right now, uh, where my head is at with things, what I've been thinking about, where I am in this season of life, and kind of like the convictions that God has been putting on my heart these past seven weeks. So let me start with this. If you don't know, um, in December, my wife and I were in Canada. We were chilling there. And we were due to head to the Emirates, United Arab Emirates, UAE, uh, Dubai, Abu Dhabi, on January 2nd. And we did. We came to uh, January 2nd. We came. But here's the thing. We were kind of living in fantasy land. And here's what I mean by that. For four months prior to coming, we were just daydreaming about what it would be like to come. Oh, it'll be so fun. The weather will be nice. We'll have our own place. It'll it'll have finished construction. We'll be furnishing our own place. We can do it just like we like it. We'll have our own car. I'll be doing bike races all across. We'll travel whenever we... We're fantasizing, you know? And... All that fantasizing was building and building and building and building up. And then we got here. And it kept on building and building because here's the thing. We kept on fantasizing even after we got here and things weren't like we expected them. We're like, oh, you know, next week it'll be better because we came and the house that we were expecting to live in was not finished construction. And you know what? Seven weeks, eight weeks after they said they would finish, it's still not finished construction. I'm not, I'm not complaining or anything, but we also, we thought we'd be able to buy our own car because the used car market here was great. But looks like we aren't going to buy our own car. We thought we were going to do X, Y, and Z, but we didn't do X, Y, and Z. And so my point here isn't to say, oh, you know, life sucks because it's, it's not the case at all. Life is amazing. But we had so many expectations of what life was going to be like when we got here and it did not turn out that way at all and you know what on the plane when we were coming um during one of my my bible times i have a few a day and i opened up the bible and i read proverbs and proverbs 3 really stuck with me um but there were some verses, and I reread them yesterday just to just to refresh, but some verses, I'm like, wow, it feels like God is talking to me about what life is going to be like while we're here. Because it said, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Meaning, you know, I'm right now I'm trusting in myself and my own plans and 
everything I have planned out. But no, don't acknowledge myself. Don't lean on myself. Trust in the Lord. Lean on the Lord. He will make my path straight. And then it was going on to say, to do good deeds if it's within your power to do them. And and I'll I'll touch upon all of these uh, in a bit, but the entire chapter really, it gave me kind of like a sneak peek to the lessons that God was going to be teaching us while we were here. Because, let me just be honest, nothing has turned out the way we expected. And that's not a bad thing at all. Sure, it might have been frustrating in the moment. It might have been annoying or angering or whatever it is, but it's also been a, a big season of conviction. And so if you've been following, I took the social media off. Um, I decided I'm going to hop off social media because a lot of the time I've been wasting uh, my time on Instagram, Facebook, scrolling, doom scrolling, just to just to avoid how I've been feeling. But um, lesson number one that I've been taught is not to trust in myself. And here's what I mean by that. January was a very trying month. I was coming in from October, November, December. Business was slowing down. You know, October, November, December aren't typically busy months for the fitness industry. So business was slowing down. And I put all my hopes in January. I'm like, January is going to be it. You know, it's the month where all all the gyms and all the fitness centers get all the new new year, new me people. And I'm, I want, uh, I'm going to get 10 clients and it'll be great. And lo and behold, January came. I did everything I possibly could. I, I reached out on social media to thousands of people. I sent out emails. I put it in my podcast. If you are listening, I asked my clients if they knew anyone who was interested in joining the program. I did everything I possibly could. And lo and behold, I got zero new clients, which means zero new income. Now it's halfway through February, and all of February I've had one new client, which is a blessing in itself. But here's my point, lesson number one, don't trust in myself. And for you, don't trust in yourself. You can be doing all the right things in order to reap success. You could be, let's apply this to fitness, you can be working out four or five days a week, great intensity, you have great volume, workout volume, you're, you're doing great technique, you're resting when you should, you're eating healthy, you're sleeping fantastic, you're taking care of your body, and yet you're still not seeing the results that you want. What's the deal? For me, it was doing all the right things. I'm posting on social media, I'm attracting clients, I'm speaking the message, I'm speaking from my heart, I'm sending out emails, I'm marketing, I'm advertising, I'm doing all these things, and still no clients. What's going on? And it comes back to this verse. The plans of the heart belong to man, but the Lord establishes his steps. You may plan out your own way, and fantastic, having a plan is a good thing, but sometimes... It's not according to God's will. Maybe it's not according to God's will right now, and maybe it's not according to his will in general. You don't know, and I don't know. All I know is that it's been convicting for me because I've been trusting in myself more than I've been trusting in God. And you know what? At the end of January, I decided I'm going to turn off all my ads. I'm now off social media. 
I'm off all of these things. And God somehow brought a new client when I wasn't even trying. And it might be the same for you. I'm not telling you to stop working out or anything, but when you stop trusting in yourself, in your own devices, in your own work, in your own, I did this and I did that. When you stop trusting in everything you're doing, start trusting in God, you might see something amazing happen. So yeah, conviction number one, stop trusting in yourself, start trusting in God. Conviction number two, and this is a big one. We've had some financial, um, I don't want to say struggles because we're in a very blessed situation, but financial confusion over the past few months. Uh, To make a long story short, we thought we had some money that we didn't actually have. And so we made some investments with the assumption that we had money. But when it came time to redeem that money, it turns out we didn't actually have it. I hope that makes sense, but it doesn't matter. Details aren't important. But the point is, again, we were trusting in money. We were trusting in the things of this world. We were trusting in resources. We were trusting in our own work rather than trusting in God. And it became very clear to us that that was the case when God said, nope, this isn't yours. And then we realized, oh, wow. We have been trusting in this the entire time, saying, oh, don't worry, when January comes, we'll have this money. But January came and went, and we didn't have it. And God showed us we're trusting in the wrong thing. We're not trusting in him. It's only when he broke us down that we could realize where our true intentions were lying, and it was in the wrong place. And so I think that lesson number two is God's been humbling me during this season. It's a very humbling season because we're living in the Emirates, which is one of the richest places in the world. But we're not living in fantastic conditions. In fact, like we're living with my parents-in-law, with Nicole's parents. I hope this isn't being too vulnerable or anything. Um, But, you know, it can be a little bit it tries my patience sometimes because sometimes I feel like a child um, and I don't like feeling like a child. Like you go when someone else goes and you come when someone else comes. But regardless, that's not the point here. The point is God is humbling me during this season and it's a good humbling because if you don't remember in second Corinthians, God humbled Paul. He didn't do it by putting him in the same circumstance I'm in, but by Giving him a thorn in the flesh is what he called it. And Paul pleaded with God. He said, please take this away from me. Take this away. Three times he prayed. And then God replied, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. And then later Paul goes on to say that this thorn in the flesh, this messenger of Satan, whatever he called it, was there because he realized it was to keep him from becoming conceited. Pride is the enemy of God. James says God opposes, maybe it's not James, I think it's Peter, uh, one of them. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. God is completely against pride. Pride was Satan's chief sin. And so, During a season where God is humbling me, 
yeah, it's a difficult season. But there's two things. I've heard a quote that said, either you will humble yourself or God will humble you. And so it looks like I didn't do a good job at humbling myself. So God is humbling me. But you know what? I would rather God humble me and he be with me. You know, he gives grace to me and walks with me in my humility rather than I be proud and he abandons me, opposes me, or forsakes me. Now, I'm not saying I'm, I hope I'm learning the lesson well enough, um, but yeah, that's lesson number two. It's a humbling lesson because I'm not, I'm not living the expectations I thought I would live. And honestly, it's a good thing. Lesson number three ties into this and it's about money. With all this money confusion that's been going on in my life, because I thought uh, that the money I had belonged to me, but lo and behold, and I've used that three times this podcast, I should probably stop, but lo and behold, the money that I have, that I make from my business, does not belong to me. And you're probably thinking, who does it belong to? Belongs to God. Every penny I have belongs to God. And what do I do with this money? Well, one day I was in the shower and during the midst of all this financial stress, my credit cards paid up. I had a lot of payments to make. I didn't have access to the money I thought I was going to have access to. And I was just kind of like breaking down in the shower and I started crying. Yep, vulnerable hour here. This whole podcast is vulnerable hour. But then something came to mind. It was like the Holy Spirit is how I kind of, because I felt peace. And then I remembered the verse. If you don't know the, the story about the rich young man, there was a rich young man who came up to Jesus and he said, Lord, what must I do to, to enter uh, eternal life or to enter the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus said, you know, the commandments don't, don't murder, don't steal, honor your father or mother. And this guy was like, Lord, I've done all of these. And then Jesus looked at him. Jesus had compassion on him. And what did he say? He said, go sell all that you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. A lot of the time, I think of myself as this rich young man. And in the shower, I thought of myself as this rich young man because I've been blessed with so much. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I have food, I have water. Yeah, the basics, but I'm standing in a hot shower. It's, it's warm. I have soap to clean. I have delicious food. I have a place to sleep and air condition and a bike and a wife that loves me and a car and a house and all of these things. Shelter. I'm working a job that I love. I've been blessed with so much. How on earth am I reasonably or justifiably going to be greedy with my money. My money that I make doesn't belong to me. There's a quote by, I believe it's John Chrysostom, but don't quote me on this. But it says, the money that you have doesn't belong to you, but it belongs to the poor. The clothes that you have that are sitting in your closet not being used don't belong to you. They belong to the poor. 
the food that you have that you're not eating, those leftovers don't belong to you. They belong to the hungry. And so here's the thought that I had in the shower. And you may not agree with me on this. That's fine. And it's a very extreme thought. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest right now. It's a very extremist thought. But the best, actually, you know what, before I even say it, if I'm going to be extreme on anything, I want to be extreme on this. The best thing that I think I can possibly do with my money is to give it away. The best thing I can possibly think that I can do with my money is give it away. Now, don't get me wrong. There are fantastic things that you can do with money. You can invest. That's an amazing thing you can do with money. You can pay off your debts. That's an amazing, a fantastic thing that you can do with money. You can, you can buy a good quality thing that will last you for a while. That's a great thing to do with your money. You can spend your money. That's, that's cool too. But for me, and you don't, we may not have to agree with this, but for me, the best thing I can possibly do with my money is to give it away. Because money is stupid. I kind of hate money. And this leads me into, I don't know if it's a lesson or a conviction or a thought, whatever it is, but I don't think that I could ever live in luxury. Honestly, honestly speaking, I could never live in luxury. I hate luxury. Being surrounded in a luxurious country, I can never live in luxury knowing that someone else needs this money that I would have spent on something so silly, some luxurious item, needs that money way more than I do. Don't get me wrong. I have my debts. I have stuff I have to pay off. Yeah, I've got stuff. I've got credit card debts, student debts, student loans, whatever you want to call it. And I have those. I, I got to pay those off for sure. But, you know, putting $500 in my account and, and paying a little chunk off the debt, sure, it's great and it's cool and all. And I'd appreciate it. But putting $500 in the pocket of someone who needs it could change their lives. The best thing that I can possibly do with my money is to give it away. And you may not agree with it. But I'm reminded, sometimes I think of myself as that rich young man in the story. Because, you know what? If you're living in the West, and you're making over $25,000, a year, you're in the top 1% of the world's population. Uh, of top 1% of the richest people in the world. I hope that, just to put that into perspective, those making $30,000 a year are the top 1% of the richest people in the world. And so I'm kind of like that rich young man. And I truly want to sell all that I have and give it to the poor. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not a sin to have nice things. It's not a sin to have good quality things. It's not bad to want nice things. And wealth is not bad either. There have been many wealthy people that have done amazing things with their wealth. But for me, where I am, I would rather live in humility, and not worry about money, but give everything I have, then focus on the things of this world, trust in the things in this world, and live in luxury while others need this money way more than I do. There's a quote in uh, 
in Nicole's Bible that I really like. And it says, a person who has money but doesn't love money is blessed. That person can do great good in the world. Let me repeat that. A person who has money but doesn't love money is blessed. That person can do great good in the world. I think I'm on conviction number five, but whatever it is, conviction number five is my patience, bro. My patience and my gentleness. Oh my, this is a rough one because I fail at this. I'm so bad at patience and I'm so bad at showing gentleness. And I think it comes out most often on the road. Uh, Let's be honest, all us bad drivers. But I keep praying for patience and I keep praying that God help me to be gentle and compassionate. And then I don't realize that on the road, he is literally giving me the opportunity to be patient and to be gentle. And so in those moments, I, they're opportunities. They're not times for me to get angry. I know this is a short one, but this takes me into conviction number, letter six, letter number B, I don't know what, I've given up on numbering them because I don't know, but last one, I think, for now, we'll see, God willing, (laughs) last conviction, at least that I can think of, be grateful, be grateful, learn to be content in the circumstances that you are in, here's what I mean. We came from Canada, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, came from Canada expecting that we were going to have this, this, and that, expecting this and expecting that, and things didn't live up to our expectations. But I've got to be grateful for all that I do have. I can either go outside on a bike ride right now, just to put this into an everyday example, or let's, let's put a, no, bike ride's good, but I can either go outside on a bike ride right now and be like, oh my gosh, this road's so bumpy, I hate bumpy roads, it's so windy, it's so hot, oh, this person's walking in the bike lane, what are you even thinking about why you're walking in the bike lane, what's wrong with you, how is it taking me 40 minutes to get here, I'm stopping at every red light, this is so annoying, or, or, I can go out on a bike ride, and be like, wow, this is amazing, the weather is amazing. Thank God I'm able to do this. Thank God my legs are working today. Thank God I'm able to breathe. Look at this beautiful path that I'm on. Oh, wow, people are walking. That's amazing. I'm getting to see people and smile at people, and they're smiling at me. I can't believe I made it to my destination. Oh, a red light. Look at that. Some time to rest. Maybe I can drink some water. I can check my phone here, see if my wife texted. I can text her saying, I love you. You know, it's a simple reframing. Another example, grocery stores. We all love complaining about the prices, about how, oh, you know, inflation. Last year I bought this for 30% cheaper than I bought it this year. What is going on? Oh, how is parking lot always full? Why do I have to walk so far? The checkout line is so long. This person scanned my item twice. Why is there no discounts? Why are there no discounts? Like, think about all those grocery store problems that we have. Or you can walk into the grocery store and be like, wow, this place is pretty cool. 
like, thank God I have access to food that I can eat, that I can buy. I have money to buy food. Thank God that this food is clean and satiating to my body. Look at this. This is amazing. Like, there's so many things that we can just reframe our minds. And that's my last conviction. Be thankful and content in the circumstances that you are in. Why? Because God put you in those circumstances for a reason. And odds are, if you've been praying to get out of those circumstances, but God keeps you in them, you haven't learned the lesson yet. And for me, I'm still learning the lessons as well. Those are my convictions during the season. That's where I'm at. Um, just wanted to share this little life update with you. I appreciate you being here. I'm sorry that there is no um, intro or outro music this time. It's simply because I'm recording this on my phone and posting it right away. So that's it, y'all. God bless you, and we'll catch you next time on another episode of the Healthy Christian Project. <laughs>